Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We're here in South Florida on a sunny day, and we are going forth with another episode of Spiritual Warfare today. And I'm really excited about today's broadcast because I have an amazing guest. She's a dear friend and just a a role model for warriors, intercessors, apostles, prophets, a female. You know, we don't have a lot of females uh, on the broadcast. I try to get them to come on, but we have today with us uh, Becca Greenwood, Rebecca Greenwood, and she's going to talk about some principles of discerning warfare. Her new book, listen, her new book is called Discerning the Spirit Realm. And this, I honestly believe, is one of the most important books of the year. Uh, Many of you know I've been talking about discernment a lot lately, really pressing the issue that the body of Christ needs to rise up in discernment, that we miss it more often than we'd like to admit. And part of the reason why we miss it so often, I believe, is because we haven't had the training or we don't have language for what it is that we're dealing with. We, 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 we can't hone it in, hone it down. So I'm really excited about this book, Discerning the Spirit Realm. And we're going to talk about discernment, talk about the informed intercessor. And I would encourage all of you to get a copy of this book. It's on sale right now on amazon.com. It's called Discerning the Spirit Realm. And I'll keep uh, mentioning the book throughout the broadcast so that you won't forget to go get a copy. It's doing so well. And I want to bring in right now, Becca Greenwood. I want you just to say hello to everybody. Hello, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me on. And I want to say hey to all of you people that are joining us today to talk about this very important topic. And, you know, Jennifer, thank you for having me on. And I love, yes, we need more women. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
And, we, we, really, we, really do. we really do. I discern that to be true. Yes. <laughs> yes. There we go. We're prophet. We're discerning and prophesying, but really it's an honor to be with you. And we have the utmost respect for you. Thank you for what you're teaching on discernment, on prophetic, on spiritual warfare. Your voice is invaluable to the body of Christ in this season. And so I just, you know, friend, I just want to say thank you for having me on. And all you guys, I know you know this, but she's amazing. So there we go. <laughs> she is. So Well, likewise. So we're going to have a great time on this broadcast because we're just going to bang it up. We're going to uh, bust the devil in the nose a little bit, too. But tell me, uh, Becca, you know, well, just tell people a little bit. I know most people on this broadcast, they know you. But tell them a little bit about your ministry before we get into the book, where you're located, the name of your ministry and and the thrust of your ministry. I could do that, but I'd rather you do it. Sure, absolutely. Now, we, uh, our ministry is Christian Harvest International. Uh, we have been in ministry now for 30 years, and uh, but we launched our ministry full-time in 2004, and so we've been going strong 16 years. Our primary focus, uh, we are, our, the intercession, Jennifer, just like you, is the foundation of everything that we do, and so um, I'm an intercessor. Uh, we focus a lot on spiritual warfare, just like Jennifer does. We we pray throughout our nation and the nations uh, on prophetic warfare assignments, strategic assignments, and cities and regions to see transformation come and to see a harvest, you know, released in the earth. You know, I'm a prophet. We both serve on ACPE together under Cindy and Mike Jacobs, Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. So we teach a lot. Uh, on prophecy. We have also done deliverance and inner healing ministry now for many, many years, although I travel so much now that we have those trained up, you know, uh, as a part of our ministry. And so we also have a prayer network, strategic prayer apostolic network of trained prayer warriors uh, that pray for their cities, regions, spheres of influence uh, to see God's kingdom made known. So uh, that is a little bit about my husband and I, Greg. We have been married now for 32 years, and we have three wow. beautiful daughters who are all married. We had our last <laughs> wedding in July. Woohoo! Praise God. Oh, yeah. and so, and, <laughs> I know. And we have three <laughs> wonderful son-in-laws. So Greg and I do the ministry together, and uh, we birds it together in 2004. So that's a little bit about us and what we do. Is that is that good, Miss Jennifer? Is that okay? That's perfect. You know, I, I want to be like you when I grow up. Amen. <laughs> You're awesome. Uh, can, can, uh, can, can you tell us why you wrote this book? This book, Discerning the Spirit mm. Realm, is so timely. Why did you write it? Like, what, what inspired you? Well, you know, to be honest, I have the gift of discernment. And, uh, and, uh, and honestly, as well, all three of our daughters function very strongly in the gift of discernment very, you know, uh, very highly as well, uh, each in a different way, the very high gift of discernment and very strong is a better way to put it. And we work with prophets, we work with intercessors, we work with leaders. And Jennifer, you know this from experience, so many uh, of prophetic intercessors, warriors, uh, they really have a high level of discernment, but this is not a gift that is taught a lot. And so, you know, some you you might be, you know, hearing the voice of the Lord and, and we all teach on that. But, you know, some people might be feeling something or sensing something and or they might be um, 
you know, hearing and seeing in a way that's very different from others. And, and I've had so many come to me and say, you know, I feel this, I sense this, and I see this, I hear this. Some people even discern, smell, they can smell things <laughs> in discernment. Mm -hmm. And so we have learned how to, uh, through what we have walked through and the mentoring that we have received, we have learned how to mentor others in that gift of discernment, how to maneuver in that, um, how not to ignore discernment. I think because we're taught, we're not taught to discern. Since it isn't taught, lots of times we're operating in it and we don't know it. And we think, oh, I just need no one else is hearing that or feeling that. I just need to push, you know, push that away, shun it, not pay attention to it. So all of those are very important of how do we maneuver through those situations. But even in the times and the seasons that we're living in now, we need to learn how to discern and to mature in this gift of discernment. You know, I'll give you a funny example to start off with. It's in the book. I use it in the intro. But let me give you this is this is our life. This is how our life has been. Right. I come back from Russia. I've been preaching in the nation of Russia. And, and Jennifer, you know, some places in that nation, it's not the safest to preach in. Right. That's and right, that's I right. never. <laughs> so while I was there, never felt unsafe. I knew I was being spied on. I knew I was being listened to. I knew I was being recorded and what I was saying. And it could be shown to government leaders. But I never felt unsafe. I come back home. And this was many years ago, probably about mm, probably about eight years ago or maybe 10 years ago. Sorry, 10 years ago. I come back home and Greg and the girls and I are going out for a fun family night. And we go out to a restaurant and we're in a city that we don't live in. We were kind of vacationing for the weekend. And we said, let's go to a movie. So we bought the tickets online. Never been to this movie theater, right? <laughs> and so we walk into the movie theater and we have the tickets already on Greg's cell phone. And he turns to me, he says, are you okay? And I just gently, quietly whispered to him because I know my daughters are probably feeling the same thing. But I said, listen, I just preached in Russia, knowing I was being recorded and it was being played to government leaders, never felt unsafe. Every hair on my body is standing on end right now. That's what it feels like. I am telling you, I feel danger in the atmosphere. No sooner did that come out of my mouth. Our oldest daughter, when, who I tease when I teach, is me on steroids. But it's very true. Mm -hmm. She turned and she said, Dad, she's right. We have to leave. And, and the other two looked and said, Dad, you know, and even one of our other daughters said, can't we just turn this down for a little bit and have a fun family <laughs> So And so Greg gathers us in a huddle and he said, guys, let's pray. Maybe it's something in the spiritual atmosphere that you're picking up on. Maybe we're not in danger here at all. We're not familiar with this city. So we gathered right there as a family and we prayed, Lord, are we in danger if we stay or is this something in the spiritual atmosphere? And we all knew once we prayed something in the spiritual atmosphere. We went to the movie, watched the movie, had a great time and left. And so that's just one, one tiny example but, you know, when you have discernment, those are the types of things that can happen. And so we have to learn how do we maneuver and mature in this? And 
And I don't know how deep you're wanting uh, to jump in uh, to this. If you want to ask me another question, you want me to keep sharing about some certain things that are on my heart and mind. How do you want to, how do you prefer to go? Yeah, no, please keep sharing what's on your heart and mind. I'm sure I'll have a follow-up question, but no, this is great stuff. Well, and so then we've got that atmosphere, right? And this is where it gets a little controversial because sometimes when we have the gift of discernment, we might discern something about someone else, (laughs) right? Or we might sense something about someone else. And and then we think, oh, my goodness, I'm being critical. Oh, what's wrong with me? You know, I used to I used to uh, say, Lord, you know, I repent. I repent. Well, you know, because I and I love the people. I wasn't being negative and critical. That's what I want to talk about here as well. But I'll never forget. I was discerning something about an individual many, many years ago in leadership. And I went to my mentor who was mentoring me at that time, Alice Smith. And I said, I think I need deliverance or something. I mean, every time this person gets up to pray, I I start, my mind goes to these negative things or I feel so agitated, like I want to slap them. And (laughs) I said, I have a demon, get it out of me. And she giggled and she laughed and she said, Becca, that's your gift of discernment. And I said, why? And she said, that's your gift of discernment. So you need to pray and say, Lord, what is it that you're showing? And you begin, you need to begin, if he leads you to, to begin to pray and intercede for that person, that whatever stronghold is in their life that is driving that, that they themselves can be set free from. And so praise God, I had a mentor that could really start speaking into that with me. So I learned many years ago, Jennifer, how to discern and to not be critical, how to discern and to still see with the heart of the father. But then, and I talk about this in the book, and I don't know if we want to make this whole interview about this, but even what are the proper protocols? If you are discerning something, who are those that you do go to in the body of Christ that to say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm discerning this. Can you help me process this? And those types of leaders to go to, to help you maneuver through that. If you are discerning something about someone else where there's great concern. And so I talk about all those protocols as well, but even now with what we're seeing unfold, go ahead. Did you have a question? Well, I was going to ask you just to share a couple of those because I feel like people, sometimes they get labeled as troublemakers when they're really discerners because they didn't go through the right channels to share what they were picking up. And it comes off as gossip or criticism. Uh, Many years ago, one time, Mm -hmm. um, there was this uh, lady that just came in the church and she was very charismatic. And I was very, I was 20 years younger and she was a very seasoned prophet. (laughs) She had a a music album that was um, very popular in the Caribbean. Like she was kind of like a, a, a kind of a, Christian pop star. And she came in the church, tried to get close to the apostle. She came to me and she goes, Oh, I just love your writing. And I just, you're just, you're just, I just want to be mentored by you in the prophetic. And I'm like, well, you know, I just started out in this, you know, I've been going around for a few years. You're, you're, I knew she, it was flattery. And I told the other prophets in the church that she, you know, she's operating a Jezebel spirit and they didn't believe me because mm-hmm. I probably didn't yeah. do it the right way. Cause I was so, so young in all these giftings. So if you could share a couple of those, um, that would probably really help people get out. Cause people, pastors shut people down because they did it the wrong way. That's right. And then, you know, to add to that, and I'll share a couple of the examples of how I had to grow through that as well. 
And then what happens is pastors are like, how am I supposed to lead off of something that can't be seen? Or that there's, you know, or that's not visible to them yet. It, it's a very difficult situation for some pastors who don't understand how this gift operates. But let me go back to the other first as well, because we have intercessors all the time that will call me and say, Becca, I have, I'm feeling a check in my spirit about this. You really need to watch this person or that person or Becca, I'm just... But you know what, my let me start from the leader side. What my husband and I have learned to do because we I have that gift, I have that gift of discernment, is we always take when those words are brought to us. We take them, we pray for them, we take them to the Lord. We really begin to dialogue with the Lord about it as leaders. We begin to say, Lord, if this is if this is true, we haven't seen it yet, and others are, or Lord, if this is true. Lord, cause there to be a right moment for us to have a dialogue with this person about it. And sometimes we'll just go to people out of concern and say, hey, are you doing okay? We've been praying for you. We've been as leaders. We've been interceding for you. Is everything good in your life? Or, you know, or, you know, like, for instance, let me give you this example, like what you just gave me. It was it was many years ago. We had just moved here uh, to this city. And um, I was involved in an international prayer group and we had moved to the city we're in now, Colorado Springs. And I was involved in an international prayer group and there and we would rotate leading. Right. And so there was this one leader that would come in and and would lead. And everybody's like, oh, and here's where this discernment comes in. I'm just sitting there. I, I wanted to. I'm like so uncomfortable in my chair. I'm squirming. And, and I'm trying not to, right? I'm like, oh, you know, you start praying in the, under your spirit, praying in tongues. Okay, all right. I know I have discernment, but this is over the top. But then I started to listen to the play in the words. It always had a little bit of manipulation to make everyone else look less than. And it then, instead of praying for the nations, the words twisted to turn to people and, and to say things like, well, Lord, we know this person over here has an issue of fear or rejection. So, Lord, I'm going to pray this in a more pure way. And they would just say it and then keep going. And every time it, it would jolt me. And um, so in the next week I came to lead. So then the next week I come back and it, after I'm leading and this person's leading again. And I am just, and I, I'm just sitting there. I think it, I think probably it might be best for me just to leave because I am so uncomfortable. And I was not the top leader of this ministry. I was just asked to be leading this internet, some in this international prayer group. And so it's about the time that I'm thinking, I just need to, you know, excuse myself. This person turns to me and calls me out by name and starts prophesying that I walk in great fear. And I, I felt that I had been delivered, but that I needed to get set free. And, you know, it, and I was like, no, I was set free from fear like eight, seven years ago. I haven't had an issue with fear. Oh, no, you you think it's gone, but it's not not. God has sent me to tell you that and you, saying it in front of everybody of which I'll be leading again the next week. And so I, I leave the group and I'm a little frustrated and I go to Greg and I said, listen, this is a Jezebel spirit. Let's just call it. It was a Jezebel spirit <laughs> operating through this person trying to shut down the other prophetic voices. And I said, I'm going to go to this person and try to work this out. And my husband said, don't you do that. So guys, learn from my boo-boo. 
<laughs> so he said, don't, don't <laughs> learn from my boo-boo. He said, don't you do that. That's going to set you up in a, in a wrong position. You can't humble yourself to that spirit. It won't work. Cause I'm thinking they're jealous of me. I've done something. I need to get this right. So sure enough, I didn't listen to my husband. Big mistake. I have repented. I repented to the Lord. I've told him I'm sorry. And so I'm not rebellious. I really do listen to the wisdom of my <laughs> husband. But I, I was like, but, you know, so I went, just went to this person and said, listen, if I've done something to offend you and they turned, they said, oh, you haven't offended me. You're jealous of me. And I said, no, I, no, I, I'm, I'm not jealous of you. If I'm giving you that impression, I, you know, I, I, if I have, I, I'm sorry if I've given you that impression. But no, I, I really don't think I'm jealous of you. Oh, I know that you are. And I said, listen. If I've given you that impression, can you give me an example? No, I just know it. And I said, well, if I've done that and yeah, I've given you that impression, I apologize. I don't think I need to apologize. I am not jealous of you. And then this person came back and said, but let's keep this a secret. We're not going to tell the leaders because they already have some concerns about your jealousy issues. They told me. And so let's not, let's not tell the leaders. So I'll make a longer story really sh short. It instantly, I went, this isn't good. And before I had a chance to talk to the leaders the next day, that individual did. So everything with the top leaders of that international prayer group here in the city, that it got tainted with me. So I had to, I still showed up. They did. I wasn't removed from anything, but you could just tell all, you know, oh, you know, I was the one now with the issue. So I had to really just carry that in intercession. And then all of a sudden, about six months later, it got exposed. And they said, Can, and they brought me in, tell us what you are discerning. I told them. And they said, okay. And they went and they confronted that person. And that person refused to get help and left and the, the ministry. And so, but, you know, so don't, what, what I'm saying in that is I discerned correctly but what I should have done is gone directly to those in leadership and just said, I'm having a concern. Can I share it with you? And just left it with them, given them some examples of why, left it with them, and then let them handle it instead of going to this person one-on-one -on -one by myself without a witness. And, mm. and it set me up for them just to have a he or she. And so, you know, but I discerned correctly. And I prayed for those leaders. Lord, then I'm thrust in this position of, Lord, let it get exposed beyond the shadow of a doubt where everybody can see it. Lord, let this let this be dealt with. And, and it was. And so I have been in another situation where I was a little, about two or three years had passed and I was more mature. And I was discerning something very correctly about um, someone in leadership. And just really knew something was not right and um, had and had carried it in intercession for about three to four months. And this is what the Lord said. Go to this leader and talk to this leader that you're in relationship with, that they are also aligned with and share with them your concerns. And I waited until the Lord told me it was the right time to do it. Well, right before that meeting was supposed to happen, this sin issue that was going on was fully exposed. And so then the meeting with the leader became, was this what you were going to talk to me about? And were you discerning this? And I was like, yes. And so, um, but you know, how 
I handled it that time and other times since then is I always go to someone that is a leader or an alignment that this person that has aligned themselves with that has permission, right, to speak into their lives uh, in order to hopefully, hopefully that will help this person who is struggling. And, and this is something that's real key, Jennifer. I don't always do that as a knee-jerk reaction. I will take what I'm discerning and I'll pray and I will intercede and, I, you know, and take it into intercession. Dialogue with the Lord about it. And I will even say, Lord, help me be able to love this person with your heart. But Lord, help me be able to love this person as well, that if what I'm discerning will help them come into the place of freedom that you have desired for them to walk into as well. And so what we don't want to do is don't take your discernment and make it a gossip session. Don't uh, take your discernment and go to people who aren't in a position to be able to do anything about it. Don't don't take the discernment and use it to make someone else look bad, look negative. And you always want to go to those that are in a right relationship with that person. And you want to present it, not in a dogmatic, not in an angry, not in a fire and brimstone kind of way. I know what we feel can be really intense and sometimes how we'll share it. We're so zealous and passionate that it comes across too harsh. And so even the language that we use when we're sharing is, listen, I've been feeling and sensing this. I've taken it to the Lord in intercession. I've waited to come. I really feel like the Lord is saying, I need to bring it to you. I'm submitting it to you. And I'm and I'm asking, you know, telling you what I'm sensing and feeling. And I'm asking you now, I'm giving this to you and asking you to, you know, however you feel you need to maneuver in this. So how we handle it is very, very key. And I think, Jennifer, people aren't like meaning it bad in their hearts. I think sometimes people talk about their discernment of others to other people because they don't feel like they can go to anyone else and they do get shunned. And so but how we handle ourselves with those that we're going to is very, very key if they, if people feel like you're instantly out to get them and to prove them wrong, whoop, I mean, <laughs> it, all the walls are going to go up. I always bathe what I'm going to do with discernment in intercession as much as what I'm discerning as well. Before, I, if, if I'm not the one in leadership to deal with it before I take it to the person in leader. Was that a good enough answer? Was that okay? That's a great answer. And, you know, I, you know, Ken Malone, um, who's here in Florida with me, he once said something to me that was very powerful. And, 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 and what, in what you've been saying, this is what I hear you saying without saying it as well is if you're going to walk in discernment, you have to walk in great humility because it's a powerful okay. gift, but if it's not handled yeah. with care, it can actually hurt somebody when you're really, really just trying right. to help because if someone's having issues and you see that they're operating in a spirit or you see that their marriage is in trouble or you mm-hmm. discern something by the spirit of God, you know, you, you, you want God's resolution in it. But if you don't handle it right, if you're right. prideful, if you're like, well, look what I see this. And if you get puffed up, because mm-hmm. the Bible says knowledge puffs up. 
So, you know, if we don't handle this mm-hmm. right, this weapon that could bring healing or could bring needed exposure to for the safety of others could actually become a weapon in our hands and bludgeon people. And we don't want that. So it's really critical that we learn how mm-hmm. to operate in this gift. And there's not enough teaching on it. That's why I'm so grateful for this book. It's called Discerning the Spirit yeah. Realm by Becca Greenwood. You can go over there on Amazon or wherever books are sold and get a copy of that. Because this is just, this really is, people are saying, this is gold. This is so good. It is really, really good. I know um, over the years, even before I was saved, I I operated in uh, more discernment than most of my friends. I would see things. I would know things. But if I were to call (laughs) it out, they would always turn the the table on me. And that's what Jezebel does. Right. Jezebel, if you point out Jezebel is a problem, you become the problem. So Jezebel will turn (laughs) that right back around on you. And it's happened to me over and over again. Which is exactly what happened to me. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I've had that happen several times until I realized that that's what it was. So, you know, just because you discern something doesn't mean you, and I love what you said because you, you, you bathe it in intercession because some people, they discern something and and they, they feel Mm -hmm. an urgency, which may be not be the urgency of the spirit. It may be the urgency of their soul because they, Oh my gosh, I see this danger. I see this thing. And, and, and they get premature in the revelation, right. the releasing of that discernment. And it causes, uh, it causes people not to believe us, I think, sometimes. So it, it does. And, and then we begin like that. And then the, that's when the pastors label our leaders, ministry leaders or those around us. Oh, they're dangerous. And because yeah. and so we want to make sure we're functioning in the spirit. And you know, I just interviewed with Sid about the book as well a couple of months ago. I think the show will come out soon. And I said, listen, I said, we, we pray for, we pray, for, you know, when the Lord gives us discernment and some people are just asking for an increase in discernment, but even when we discern something, we pray about it, we intercede about it and we pay attention to the Lord and we listen, we listen. And, and that's something, you know, I always tell people God is a God of timing. And I think it's so important, even like what you're talking about, Jennifer, and I love Ken Malone. He's so awesome. And uh, this humility that we have to walk in and we and we don't want to add to the harm. We want to see people healed. We want to see people delivered. We want to see things made right. We want to see things restored. And so I think it's so important to say, Lord, okay, I'm bathing this in intercession. I'm praying, I'm paying attention, and I'm listening, Lord, for your wisdom of what to say, when to say, and when to say it, the timing of when to say it. And and I think that's so very important and very key as well. And uh, so I want to encourage even all of you who are listening, you discerners, and um, and so and I and I say this in the book, we give you permission to be the ones who discern. We welcome that gift. I say that in the book. We we welcome this gift of discernment. And it's not that it's not there. It's just learning how to maneuver in it and learning how to mature in it. And then, Jennifer, here's here's sometimes what happens. Sometimes the Lord will allow, allow us to discern and he just wants us to carry it in intercession. And, and he said, he, and he'll even say, you're not to say anything, just carry this through to an intercession. And so there are times that I've had to do that um, as well. Now I'm not talking about a horrible deep sin issue that needs to be dealt with, but I'm saying there might be something that I'm discerning, maybe some impure motives 
or I'm discerning, you know, um, just, you know, darkness, you know, that, you know, that might be coming around certain groups. And the Lord will just say to me, just you carry the prayer burden and you intercede and you pray until you see it shift. Don't go to anyone. You pray and you carry this through to see that assignment shift and to see that assignment break. And so there are times that that we do that as well. I always and I know you do, too, Jennifer. I always try my best to do this. Engage Holy Spirit in the whole entire process. And he is such a wise counselor. If he's given you the discernment, he's not going to leave you floundering out there. He, he will speak to us and help us through. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or so into Operation Liberation, our missions arm at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.